Yes, hi, hey, hello, g'day and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. This week we catch up with Mariners defender turned winger Noah Smith. We briefly mull over our draw in Perth, but then of course we go on to celebrate a win in Mudgee over the Cowbells. And of course we answer your questions. I'm Pete and I'm joined by Luke, Josh and Morrow. Lads, 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 lads. We are here. How good to be back in IRL. IRL pod in the studio. What do you know? IRL and winning. Yes. Well, did someone say, I think it might be about that time for a winning pod. IRL winning pods are the best pods. Oh my 100%. gosh! Yes, and then, we, um, and then we've got a good guest. Excellent! <laughs> what a what a guy! I'm I'm sure he will be fantastic. He will yeah. he will be fantastic, <laughs> and through the power of editing, you will find the out soon. Magic of podcasting, and now we're in high spirits as if it wasn't enough to win. So. I know. True. Oh, True. Things are everything's coming up, Mariners. So good. Let's dive right into it with Fred's question. Fred this week asks, with the way we played against MacArthur on Saturday, do you think Monty will keep a similar lineup for Adelaide or will he change back as more players will be returning from injury? Well, one is going to have to be forced since Kai will not be able to play. So we'll see the very rare uh, Tongyik-Hall combination, which I'm looking forward to seeing. Interested to see how that goes. Um, I mean, if Monty, this is kind of the million dollar question at the moment because uh, if Monty is true to his word, um, given what he said in the post match press conference and prior to the game as well, um, then you would see something pretty similar to what we saw on the weekend, I would imagine. I mean, based on that performance, who do you drop? I don't think, you know, I think we've, we've been a little bit critical of Ruan. I thought he was really good on the weekend. It's hard to drop him for Dan Hall. Um, I thought Storm was good. Who, you know, we've I've definitely sort of been a little bit fifty-fifty on. I thought he was good, so it's, it's a bit hard to drop him. Um, you know, how do you how do you change the midfield? I, I think it's hard for Ollie to get back in based on that performance on the weekend. But I think we finally saw the Cum Dog and the Mako Urenya partnership maybe start to come good. So. Um, unfortunate for MacArthur who, who had to go off injured, but maybe we see the Marco come dog starting up top again, and we get something positive out of it. So it's it's hard to change from that from the weekend. I think I'll have a bit of controversy because I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Monty will be really encouraged by you know the depth that he has in the squad, and he can call on you know players that who knew like uh, Storm Roo was uh, was really good, Jimmy. Um, Bayless comes on and, uh, you know, is, is showing he's improving. So there's lots of different options there, but I think he will um, allow some of the more seniors back in. It'll be very hard to keep Ollie out because he's just such a general, such a leader. There's even calls from some to um, get him in the Socceroos. Um, and I can see that, you know, the free kicks, just the way he marshals the team around the paddock, that kind of thing. So I think probably there will be a bit of reverting back. But, you know, some players have earned their spot. Our guest, I think, has earned his spot um, up uh, a bit higher on the pitch than uh, he has uh, been in previous uh, clubs or whatever, but has shown that he can cut that and do it with great aplomb um, and what a great partnership with Jacob Farrell he's forming even though in theory those guys are rivals for the position that Jacob's mostly played so 
So, yeah, I do think that we'll probably see some of the guys who were rested back in the side, but, but yeah, I think Monty will be thinking, wow, this is fantastic that at this stage we've got um, some depth there. So, um, obviously, Ruan and Dan, I love the idea that we can see that combination. Bad luck for, for Rolsey, and Rolsey has been one of our best, uh, you know, an unsung hero in a lot of respects because we never mention him, but but uh, it'll be a great opportunity to see how a back-in-form Ruan can perform with Dan, reckon Dan on the left and Ruan on the right. Um, so, yeah, so many options now. I think you're being very controversial with the Bozanic call. I know, and uh, you're you're dead set right because uh, Niz and Maxi Ballard were fantastic and then Sterling comes in there and they were fantastic and they really sort of, you know, they they got different roles there in a way and uh, they they served them really well. Um, I just think that with all that experience, captain of the side, all of that kind of stuff, it'll be very hard for Monty to keep him out. But MacArthur had experience on the weekend. Agree. And we didn't need it. They had experience getting run past is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Bad experience. <laughs> yeah, no, you're onto it. But um, at the same time, I think that Boz can really um, benefit from the break as well. Um, yeah. So he'll have had, what, um, more than a week by the time we play this game and uh, time off to hang with the family and uh, just recharge your batteries a bit. So I think we might see a new player there too. So who, who's the combination that we would have if he did come back? Well, wow, too hard for me, that one, because uh, there's three options there and they're all fantastic options. Tough job for Monty this week, which is good, I reckon. Mm. Well, they all talk about – coaches always talk about how, you know, having options is a good thing. But, um, but yeah, he'll be scratching his head about how to do it. So. I'm happy with that MacArthur lineup, to be honest. Yeah, no, so would I be. Me too. Um, haul in for um, – haul in for Kai. And I think you leave it as is. Yeah. I think you have to reward players for their performances. Yeah, and I, I don't disagree. And that's with what it. Monty's already said. So I know who we're going to see up front because them pair are now forming a combination there that looks like it can be really effective. And um, Harry mm. McCarthy got a chance there, and sadly that didn't work out for him. Mm. Um, although he did try to play on with a fairly serious injury. Then yeah, it uh, sounds like it's not great. Yeah, so bad luck for him. But um, it was really nice to see um, Jason and and uh, Marco, you know, working well together, and Marco getting in the goals and. Um, banner about whether he got the hat trick or he didn't and uh but we're assured that he didn't you're listening to the coast football ramble podcast sometimes maybe good sometimes maybe shit let's start with the maybe shit firstly uh looking back to last week a dour nil all draw over in perth uh let's touch on it very briefly of course 18th minutes uh we saw the penalty save from beers that was Probably the only real action of the game. This was a grind and a half on a <laughs> Wednesday. Wednesday night? Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday night. Tuesday. 10 o'clock kickoff in Perth, not finishing until midnight. The game was absolutely dire. It was not pretty, I think is the best way to How describe it. How the referee didn't give um, that handball against Cummings but then a minute did before and then gave that yeah, dive. That, yeah, well, Cummings we made up for it. He went, well, I'm going to handball it. Uh, if you're not going to give that, I'm just going to kick the guy anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It was a rough one. Perth, you know, we I I will always take a point in Perth, yep. uh, especially under those sorts of circumstances. Um, first first real proper away trip for the boys for the whole season. Um, and then, you know, we, we saw with the MacArthur game on the weekend, obviously, the Perth trip did quite a number on them. Um, we know there was a bit of 
bit of a bug also going through the squad just prior to the Perth trip, which forced a few changes. Um, but yeah, she was she was a rough one. We could have potentially rough. snagged it, but I will take a point in Perth any day. And the less said, the better. And let's just say thank God for Beerus. One word: horrible. Absolutely horrible. The only thing was that Perth were also horrible. Yep. Other than Beerus, the only thing I could say positively was Dan Hall. Yep. 100%. Um, the rest, um, there was a bit of talk about, you know, we're making subs and they were weird ones and we we're taking off a lot of experience and that kind of thing. But I can, you know, see and I thought at the time that that would have been just trying to keep our powder dry because we have got a hot schedule and uh, having to go all the way out to Mudgee um, was always going to be difficult. So we're not unexpected. I think that we, you know, got sort of jettisoned half the team during the second half. But, um, but yeah, horrible, absolutely horrible. Bearers saves another pen. Saved one against Goodwin in Adelaide, and was it was he three from three this season? Three from something. Uh, I thought it was three from five, but yeah, it could be. Well, he got sent off for the Wollongong one, so that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> the one against, but he's Wellington, definitely saved three it? this season. Oh, and that's, whatever it yeah, is, whatever the numbers, it's superb. Like, yeah. it's no accident. It's not. It's not you know coincidence. He's, he's just superb at that. Um, yeah. Boise talks about distribution, but um, for penalties, hmm, oh is look, there I, stopper. This always um, seems to happen, and it also happened again in the MacArthur game. As soon as I criticise him, he does something that absolutely <laughs> saves our bacon, <laughs> and then so now I don't know what to think. And, Keep criticizing. Yeah, uh, he's 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 an incredible shot stopper. Um, you know, he he's definitely a leader in goals, which is what which I you know I think the start of a good football team is having a good goalkeeper that can also be quite vocal and can sort of lead lead the team from the back. Um, you know, he does all that. I have, I have my criticisms of him, which we can get into later, but um, <laughs> I'm just sort of putting it in motion. So then he'll do something good this weekend as well. But <laughs> Uh, yeah, incredible shot stopper, and we I we would be in a worse spot because we're not in a great spot if we're honest. But we would be in a worse spot than what we are if we didn't have him. Take the point, move on, burn evidence of the game. Yep, burn, burn the uh, tapes. Well, not quite. Starting debut for Jimmy Bayless, who I thought uh, acquitted oh. himself quite well at right back. I forgot about that that's, actually. Yeah, that's a good point actually. Yeah, I thought he was good. He's 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 not Lewis Miller pace and power, but he's he's not too far off. Hmm. I don't think he's he's strong. He's pretty quick. Mm. Made it made an incredible switch in the first half, which like re- sort of reminded me of a bit of like a Patrick Swans like mm. switch like across the field. So um, yeah, I think we've we've always been a big fan of him coming through the academy. Um, yep. You know, has a bit of work to do in his development, but is definitely a handy right back spot when we will need one. Yeah, on the right path for sure. I think I think he probably, you know, struggled with the pace of the game early and the commentators mentioned that, but um, he settled in quite well, I reckon. And um, to me, his moments on Saturday showed that he'd improved and that he'd learned and and um, so we, we didn't lose anything when Stormy had to go off and he came on and, and uh, he looked good. So, yeah, options, options, who knew? Maybe we won't have to look too far for a replacement right back. Let's leave that one there. Let's move on to the fun stuff. It was the Mariners in Mudgee, Fortress Mudgee, as we have now dubbed it, of course. Central Coast Mariners, four, MacArthur, two. Uh, First time we've scored more than three goals since 2013, I think. She's been a hot minute. It's been 84 years. Um, of course, Urenya with the double, uh, Maddie Hatch and Noah Smith, our uh, new best friend of the show there, of course, <laughs> rounding out the score. Sorry, Dan. 
<laughs> this is now the Noah Smith fan club. <laughs> um, not going to lie, just want to touch on this very briefly. I did have some kind of PTSD moments when Lockie Rose scored in the 88th and I was thinking, surely not. Surely not. Surely not. And they just kept fucking coming. I believe, I believe our sort of air... People around Ari had the exact same thought and thought, surely this isn't going to happen. But Pacing up and down Perez's save box. in the 90th minute was world class. We was- we have been traumatized after <laughs> the last month and a half. We hate and added time. Yes, especially I you looked strong, Boise, especially when you were flexing. I did. On the TV I did coverage. get a flex on the TV. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I waited 90. I waited 90 minutes for that moment too. Um, yeah, I mean, the majority of us and also a lot of other people were there for the games that we lost or drew in stoppage time. Um, we have seen enough of that shit. Please stop <laughs> doing this in the last five minutes of the game. We, I, I don't know what it is about us at the moment. It's just we we enjoy <laughs> letting teams... Like, it ended 4-2 and it sounds like we're speaking about it was... You we're know, getting like, the negatives out of the way. Yeah, early. it was... It was I, I, don't know, I don't know what it is. I, I thought I was hoping we'd overcome the whole mental sort of thing after the Brisbane game and then the victory game where we ended up scoring late and mm. making sure, you know, we sort of got back into the game. Um, but, yeah, thank God we, we we looked good in the front third finally and we set ourselves up that if it was to happen, it wasn't going to be catastrophic and it worked out that way. <laughs> so we honestly could have scored. We honestly could have scored. More than four as well. Yeah, we could have been two or three up in the first probably 15, 20 minutes. Could have been, yeah, it could have been five or six by the end of the game. But I was thinking, surely we don't score four goals and still not win. Surely. I mean, we we were on the drive there, right? Which was, we went north this time because Mm -hmm. apparently the Blue Mountains is a bit rough uh, after all the weather. Uh, Found our favorite new local town called Meriwa. Yes, and the Litua de Meriwa, <laughs> which is a is apparently a bike race of thirty participants uh, that goes through country New South Wales. And I think the best thing about this was is that we took a photo in front of all the A four signs that were clearly done uh, at somebody's house house with a laminator. And you know we thought, oh, there's you know they're advertising for this race that is obviously upcoming because everything is up still. There's you know. In the main street, there's all like French flags and all these sorts of things. It was last week. <laughs> Incredible stuff. And we found a great time. new little bakery. And then we saw, we heard what the lineup was going to be on the way. And we thought, we're losing 4 0. <laughs> you didn't we need are, to reveal the absolute detail. We are losing 4 0. I'm going to out you here, Mario. We, we're losing 4 0. The Boyce Mobile was not happy. We predicted in the pub the night before that we would uh, that we win 4 0, actually. So. Well, well, wow. so, all the changes. Like, so I think that's sort of nearly, it's nearly balanced itself out. That's fair. Yeah. But I mean, after, you know, we, we heard about a whole bunch of the changes on the way. No Bazanic, no Hall. Marco wasn't going to start, mm. no Lewis or Bayless and Storm was going to be out there at right back, um, you know, and we were like, well, against MacArthur and, you know, we obviously didn't know what the MacArthur lineup was obviously going to be. We thought this is not going to Then we saw the MacArthur lineup and we thought, oh, we're in trouble. Yes. Four, four hours to watch a youth side was 
may have yeah. been said. In Four the hours car. to watch a youth team. Yeah, <laughs> but and I, I mean, you know, hand we up, all a humble pie. Hand up, we were completely wrong. And I mean, the performance that the boys put in was great. And How does that humble pie taste, guys? Because oh, it's like great. I said, <laughs> I had some good humble pie on the I've way got there. Some yeah. leftovers from my Benny. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly not as good as the Marawa pies, but yes. so all those pies <laughs> but still good. good. I will. I will take those leftovers. Thanks, Pete. I love um, Muggy. <laughs> I really love Mudgy now. I'm 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 happy for us to do like a annual Fortress game there. Mudgy. Fortress Mudgy. Fortress Mudgy. Your Central Coast Mariners. Mudgy Mariners. <laughs> Four hours away from home. How good. <laughs> yeah, what was that ground announcer on about? Huh? I have no idea. What what a wanker. Um, <laughs> but yeah, back. <laughs> I mean, it, how do you how do you criticize the majority of that performance? I mean, it it was the first time in a while that we decided to play balls in behind to try and actually turn a defence around. And you look at that MacArthur back four. We, we saw this in the first 10 or 15 minutes. The basketball team. The back the, three, like, really, aren't they? Be taller. Like, <laughs> holy, holy shit. Go and play NBA. Like, stop it. They're absolutely, absolute giants. And, you know, for the first sort of 10 to 15 minutes, we were kind of under the pump, but we still had a couple of little chances. We had the Cummings chance. Um and I mean, Jacob Farrell was, Farrell was absolutely on fire on mm. the weekend. The ball he put in for Cummings for that chance. There was another Cummings one or another one where Cummings nearly set up Marco, I think, after McCarthy yep. went off. Yep. Um, so Before scoring. Yeah. We so, literally tore him apart. Yeah. So even, even though it felt like we were under the pump a little bit, when we did get the ball and then when we did go forward, mm. we did look really good. All was these it? runs into the channels from, from Cummings and, and Smith as well out there yeah. on the left. Yeah. Fucking turning those those defenders around inside out every single time. Yeah. It helps that they have the turning circle of the HMS mm. big fella. And was it, uh, <laughs> and was it, was it good tactic? Because uh, we have seen that sometimes we can be prone to punching it up and uh, making us compete for the headers and things yep. like that, which hasn't worked out for mm. us. We probably knew uh, sometime before it that we were going to be facing, um, you know, Land of the Giants back there. <laughs> 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 and Josh spent the first five minutes just – I think he was measuring each of their heights and they were well into the mid-six foot It was pretty range. much just like yelling at them to stop yeah. being so tall. It was like there was two, two of them at the back that were incredibly tall and they'd bought, they'd bought into the team that much who was much tall. And uh, so it was just – yeah, it literally was Land of the Giants. So it's like up a bloody beanstalk. Exactly. Like, <laughs> instead of going there – They had to climb down the beanstalk yeah. to actually make the pitch for the game. Yeah. Instead of going there, then we went low, we went in behind and we seemed, you know, set up to do that um it made cummings uh, put cummings in good positions also put um, noah smith in good positions it's about time we actually started using cummings right as well because we've been lamenting the fact over the last few weeks that we've been playing so many long balls yeah. over the top and that's not the way you use him and he's been he's been visibly frustrated at yeah. the service or lack of. And no disrespect to him, but had he had better finishing, uh, he could have scored uh, from one of those balls early on. There was then a one-on-one with the second uh, half, half, second yeah. half yeah. chance. Yeah. Had had uh, a, a cutback that we didn't read as well as the one that Marco then scored later. So <laughs> he, he was in behind, you know, at, almost at will there yeah. in that first thirty minutes. I don't That's think great. the opposition coach liked it. I'll just and, he's, and he then. and he has the football brain as well to know when to make the run. I think he made the run off Jovanovic. I think yep. for the first for Marco in the lead up for the first goal oh, when Jackson. when yeah when Farrell played him in it was obviously the obviously the perfect ball by Farrell he knew that Cummings was going to make the run off the shoulder and their back four was so slow mm. once he makes the run no one's going to catch him mm. and then obviously really good run by Marco nice little finish mm. good to see that partnership work 
because there was a few sort of little murmurs there, mainly from us, most likely, <laughs> that <laughs> maybe they maybe they weren't sort of getting along. Maybe you know the it hadn't sort of really taken off yet. You know, Marco was starting to form a good partnership with Maresh, who's obviously been injured. You know, Cummings comes into the team late. It was going to take a while to start to look good, mm. but hopefully. What we saw on the weekend is the start of sort of the beautiful. good base, mm. yeah. Mm. And, and we've heard they've got a really, really, really good relationship off have. the pitch as well. So, yeah. 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 And for the first goal, the timing, like the run, obviously Cummings gets a ball, he's in behind, he makes a great, a great cross, cut back, whatever you want to call that. And Marco, he pretty much uh, sends his man towards the far post, and then at the last minute, jink, jinks towards the near post, and then the finish, great that's, finish, mm. and that's the finish of a you know quality. Show finish, Australian so. kids that want to play striker that. That movement from Marco off yeah. the ball to he get just into bends that position his run to score and um, runs away. He's defended, you know, falls for it, um, one of those twin towers, and uh, <laughs> and he, yeah, he just finishes it nicely. And uh, the bullpen, all three of them, were uh, not Very that quiet. impressed. It's good to see Macarthur bring their entire membership base to the game. <laughs> <rather than laughs> I hope they paid exorbitant prices for tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I spoke to uh, I spoke to Hatchie at halftime in this one there, and um, he was on the on the sideline warming up, just about to come on. He was fired up. He was so intense. He's like, I'm fucking, I'm coming on, doing a fucking job. I'll tell you that much. I'm like, it looked like good, it because good. I mean, let's just their goal, shit goal to concede. The um, Mariapa right, goal, yeah. right on half time. That that was Mariners from, conceding in stoppage time and from set pieces. Mm. Like that's a real issue that we need to address at the moment. I think I think we're the worst in the league for conceding from set pieces, and just super sloppy. One of the bloody twin towers goes to get up for it. Nobody decides to get up for the ball. The ball just bounces off Storm's right foot, I think, and lands at Mariapa's feet. It goes, tap, same, I'll have that. Same sort of um, goal that he scored against us. The at first one was Stadium. scrappy too, yep. yeah. Yeah, it was Mariapa as well. Yeah, so we, we, we do have a real issue when it comes to set pieces at the moment. So, mm-hmm. But the but, assist there was by a bloke called Good Fortune, I think. Like, it was just, <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah. it's terrible. Yeah. Like, G Fortune. Oh, my God. I saw his name on that team sheet. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, it's just falling around Could the place. Could be for us. Somehow, <laughs> exactly. somehow it ends up in the net and... Yeah. yeah, I mean, but yeah, you mentioned Hatchie. I mean, he probably changed the game when he came on in the second half. Mm. I mean, we we watched him play in the NPL the week prior. Mm. Um, scored the goal, but I, I thought he was a bit hot, a little bit hot and cold. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think had, had he played for the first team too much prior to that. I can't think off the top of my head, but um, you know, it was a decent finish for the goal he scored in the NPL. But outside of that, yeah, like I said, it was a little bit sort of hot and cold. But the way he played on the weekend, I mean. More of that, please. Mm-hmm. Please. And, yeah, and a great finish. Took yeah. it nicely on his, on, his, on his wrong foot. Um, Made and, it look easy, One I of think. his first touches as well. I think it might have been his first touch of the game. I think it might have been. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I, I feel for Cy and I, I kind of have to hold my hand up here and say that I probably got it wrong because there was a couple of weeks ago when I said, how come Cy isn't starting up a Muller in that wing position, blah, blah, blah. He's had two games now, mm. I think, in that starting spot and he hasn't done anything. Well, we hear he, he, he had a bit of a hamstring niggle. He did have a bit is. of a niggle. Mm. I don't so, know. I don't know about the prior game when he started or not in Perth. Mm. Um, yeah, about that. But but this is what injury happen. or not, if he's starting, he needs to do a job. Mm. Yeah. And for me, like he hasn't. And making that change at halftime by Monty was the perfect call for Hatch. Yeah, yeah it was. And Hatchy should have had another one to be honest. He um, oh, he blazed over it exactly. Mm. I yeah. think he sent it back to bloody Bathurst. It was yeah, flying. yeah. <laughs> and, but, but put himself in the position to give himself a chance at it, and you know the, the finishing what is what it is. But, Great clearance. Um, <laughs> 
absolute <laughs> rubbish. But, but, but yeah, no, he he, uh, he had a great game. And um, can we mention uh, just a couple of things about the opposition? Is Ulysses Davila the biggest sook in the A League? Because anyone who falls down that much, I mean, we call there's certain people, you know, Fallen Rowley and various other um, people. Bessart Barisha was pretty good at falling down. Mork. Um, Stephen Mork has made an art form of getting Malk. penalties. Stephen Malk. Diary. Um, yeah, but Davila, I reckon he was asking for yellow cards for against um, players that ta- went with him um, from the first 30 seconds of the game. And it just went on and on and on and on. And it does go on and on. It got worse because Niz had him in his pocket. And the only person who can turn like Davila apparently and defend that is Niz. And, <laughs> and so I think the longer the game went on, the more frustrated he got. Um, and he wasn't, though, still one of those who was taken off in a world record time for substitutions. We did well to keep the big plays pretty quiet. Even Craig yeah. Noon, who mm. scored the worldie against us last time, um, because Jacob Frail played so well and kept on getting forward. Because Bilicic is weird and he plays in this weird formation where he has Noon as a wing back, mm. he has to get back and defend. Mm. If he has to do that and try and defend Farrell, he can't obviously get forward. Mm. So he had almost no impact on the game for the majority of it. Yeah, yeah. Davila's best moment didn't exist and Noon's best moment was um, trying to kick Hatchie. I was about to say, let's talk about the Noon v Hatchie uh, yeah. v Urania. <laughs> <laughs> Things you love to see. Well, well, Noon, Noon cleaned up Hatchie off the ball with I thought it was a pretty clear shoulder charge. And I mean, I feel like there's so many things about this game I don't want to like fly through them, but the commentary. Horrible. Holy fuck. <laughs> I used to be a fan of Ben Homer. I, yeah. Last two games, the Perth st- game and this game. Mm. I'm still okay with him as a commentator, but some of the stuff he was sort of going on about, like with the one where... Jordan Much basically studs up into Farrell. Yeah. It could have been a red. I've seen them given as a red. For some reason, thinks that it's a free kick to them mm. and a yellow card to Farrell. <laughs> I, 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 can't even, I can't even compute how he bloody came to that conclusion. Yeah. And there's not another way to see it other <laughs> no, than the way that you no just idea. described it. And apparently Much, they, were, just they, they were actually him up. calling this game from Mudgy. That's even worse because I was about to say if he's watching on TV and watching the, watching the bloody shitty cameras that – you know, they're using, he Fair may enough. have an excuse. Yeah. But if he's there at the ground, how do you miss that? Yeah, I, I didn't see them personally. Um, but uh, everyone else that was in the sports press box or the media box said, yeah, they're just in the room next door. I was like, oh. Yeah. And weird. then, I mean, Daniel Georgeski, like. <laughs> the thickest Western Sydney accent Honk. you have ever heard. Honk goes to the goose. Just get off. Go away. I like him. I don't, why does he? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Even Melissa comments about it. Every time he's on, she's like, who is that Just commentator? Trying stare, Luke. Just trying to stare him. It's horrible. <laughs> I powered through listening to it with the audio on. I don't know how I did it because I no. The commentary and some of the you know, some of the sideline reporting and stuff this season is woeful. Mm. It's woeful. I would be fair to Georgievsky, actually, in spite of look past the accent. In terms of his actual input, it's, it's the actual input. It has nothing to actual, do with the accent I think or any of that. Actually, gotten better. Oh, it's horrible. Like, well, that's you, only because it was so terrible Wollongong, originally. Then. Oh, the Wollongong Wolves game was I shocking. Can't stand it, that was shocking. Yeah. I'm not yeah. Wollongong Wolves. Yeah, it was absolutely shocking. The FA Cup game. Um, I think his input's gotten better. 
Well, he's probably improved from horrendous to below standard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Not quite at a pass yet. Maybe by the end of the season. He's yeah, got a few uh, games yet. No, I'll pass. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, the segue into that whole thing to Slater. was that when Craig Noon cleaned up Hatchie, yes. they, were, they were like, well, Hatchie kind of made a meal of it. And I was like, well, what? he got shoulder charged off the ball like, yeah. and then he fell over. I don't know what you're talking And I think it was the way he landed because it looked like he nearly hit his head on the ground. It had nothing to do with the actual shoulder charge. Mm. It was more the way he sort of went down. But... And then, yeah, two seconds later, Hatch gets Noon back pretty good. Yeah. Noon isn't too happy and then goes to confront Hatch and Hatch didn't really react. He just sort of stood there and sort of let him have his uh, say. Mm. And then about two seconds after that, Marco wins the ball off <laughs> Noon, gets in Noon's face and is. I hope he was sort of yelling it in uh, Spanish or whatever, but I don't think he was. But <laughs> Noon went very quiet when Marco started to have a go at him. Let's and just, Hatchie let's just was say that. seven foot tall after that too. <laughs> yeah, and, and I I love that shit. The old the oldest senior guy yep. standing up for the kid. Yep. Noon's obviously Noon's obviously trying to get in his head, and Marco s- stood up for him. So I yeah I love Marco for that. Love and commentary, it was a pattern. There was a pattern there because you guys haven't even mentioned much trying to take Harry McCarthy's foot off. Oh. Well, succeeding in taking Harry McCarthy's foot off, I think. And I mean, this you, was just nothing to them. No card, no discussion, yeah. nothing. You could argue that should have been a yellow and then the far one should have been his – easily could have been a straight red. I don't know how that wasn't a yellow. Should have been his yeah. second yellow. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, we started the second half like a house on fire. Yes. I think that's the that's the roundabout way that we're trying to get to here. Um, Hatch and Noah Smith absolutely on fire. Mm. Getting balls in behind, getting balls over the top, making their defence – turn around and I think like you said before Moz, even with the three changes after we scored the first goal it didn't really do a lot it didn't really fix McCarthy's issues issues for the whole game no it just was confusing what they were doing and why they were doing it and it didn't appear to change anything at all they bought on Lockie um, Rose Rose, and he appeared to be playing as a defender (laughs) which Mm. was like uh, why Mm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I think it was more. He, he wasn't so much playing as a defender. He was playing that wide role that Noon plays on the left, and but Farrell and um, Smith had him, you know, mm. penned back there. Yeah, and I mean, um, and I mean, I have to give full credit to Noah Smith that he was absolutely on fire for just about the whole match. I mean, I I, I, I can't see why. I think a good sort of a partnership this week. I'm hopefully hopefully going to see is obviously the Farrell and Smith one. I was about to say, that combination is, is That looking combination poof. working really well. And maybe if Benny's back, we have Smith on one wing and Benny on the other and then they can swap and do all that sort of mm. stuff. So it's it's got some good sort of makings there of um, yeah, maybe, maybe a bit front, of a change. Come dog in front, making those runs as well. Yeah. Faz to put those balls through and yeah, more of the same, please. Yeah, because I mean, I like I've gone on and on about this. I Muller's not a winger for me. He's just no. not. What we've seen from Masai in the last sort of couple of games hasn't worked. Um, and, you know, I think Sai's probably played because we've had no Benny. There's been a couple of little sort of injuries or whatever. I think if everyone's good, it's Smith and Benny on the wings for me if, after what we saw after what we saw on the, the weekend. weekend yeah. And probably Benny yeah. on the right. Yeah, um, cutting in mm-hmm. and um, using yeah. that left foot to smash one in the far top corner. You heard it here first. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Noah Smith, Dinkovich. Dinkovich. Anyone? Dude, what a finish. Where, is he, finish. where has he pulled that from? Oh, mate. I, and we'll, we'll hear him say later in the show, I think, that um, that he is enjoying that freedom further forward. Mm. Um, maybe play him up top, front three. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm being facetious completely. but Like I said to him before, I said I didn't realise he was so quick. 
Oh my god! And that's it's a massive threat. Pace to burn. It's a massive threat that yeah. we can now utilize. And I mean, even like after they made the changes, Lockett Rose s- still couldn't keep up with him. He'd have to be the second quickest in the squad after Hatchy, surely. Yeah. 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 So then he deserved that. Like he, he had earned the right to be in that position and to yeah. make that finish yeah. at that time because he had really earned that for, throughout the game. To be honest, yeah. there were multiple opportunities, great crosses. Um, so yeah, it was actually. Do you think he enjoyed it? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and little fair bit. play to him. First A-League goal. It's a quality finish. Um, don't worry about the confusion about all those blokes who are running by the post or running into the post as <laughs> at least one of them was as it sailed into the net. But, um, yeah, credit to him because, uh, yeah, he earned that. Mm. And he'll tell us that. <laughs> <laughs> Should we move on to the fourth goal and what the hell was going on there? Like, So the, the assistants flagged an offside. And we're all sort of standing there sort of celebrating, yeah, we've scored a fourth. And then sort of just kills the mood as VAR usually does. As usual. Well, hang and on a we second. And we go back hang, and... Hang on a second. Let's, it's not VAR killing the mood. The assistance flag was already up. Yeah, so it's almost... Yeah. There's it no VAR, there's no goal. No, it was instant death to the mood. Like, you know... <laughs> it was the, yeah. We thought we had a goal, we celebrated, yeah. we ran to the fence and... I was went, halfway oh, down the hill. Oh, what? you didn't look at... I, I looked at the line that I yeah. straight away. From yeah. where I was, it looked yeah. tight. No, so. I was looking through two beers, so, you know, I, <laughs> <laughs> I found it hard to see. How many? Only two, but they were both in quick, Your su- honor. In quick, su- in quick succession. My, you sound like me. My hate of VAR yeah. has probably clouded my judgment on that one, to be fair. So it's probably just a habit to well, blame it. But we were trying yeah. to work out what they were actually looking at. Whether it was it was it the goal or was it the lead up? And then watching the replay, it looked like it was the lead up mm. where the linesman thought Marco was off. So given that VAR is a thing, I, I don't have too many complaints about what happened. To be honest, I think the linesman's left his flag down until the play's gone on and the ball's gone in the back of the net and then he's raised it. Mm. Let's have a look. I mean, you don't think there's any clear vision, Moz, and when I don't think there's ever such thing as a clear vision given the current work with the cameras well, and the placement. My only thing there would be if it was clear and obvious, then why did the linesman put up his flag? The linesman's obviously made a judgment call. VAR's spotted it and checked it as they do with every goal. If or every offside call where a goal is involved, and they've made the correct decision at the end of the day. Yeah, I don't. I don't have as many issues with what happened. It's, that's, it's, that's it's a good. It's a good use of VAR. It yeah, still. No, it still took two or three replays too long. It took to too work long. out. It took too long, but at least now they're not sending referees back to the screen for calls yes. that are a simple yes or no. Yeah, he's correct. either off or he's not. Yeah, it's a fact. So to me, when if if he was checking, if he was checking the initial run by Marco. Mm. When they watched the replay, it looked pretty clearly on. So I, I don't know what they were checking because they don't show yeah. the replays on the big screen anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when, if it was the initial one, which I think it was, he looked pretty clearly on because I thought I thought right before the goal, he looked clearly on. Mm. So I don't think it was for that. I think it was for the initial run. That first long ball sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, the first ball yeah. over the top. So Enjoyable moments though because uh, having already... Um, it was a double celebration, know, I guess. Yeah, so we'd, I can't gi- we'd given up hope and then the entire team came I to the other end to celebrate with us. I love that because we're, we're waiting for the referee <laughs> to indicate whether it's a goal or whether it's a free kick. And as soon as he points to the centre circle, I'm like, yo, beauty, let's let rip. And I see Beerus just tearing off at 100 mile an hour. I've never seen anyone run 100 yards that quick yeah. ever. Oh, my God. 
rate I rate the double celebration so high. <laughs> <laughs> the entire team so enjoyed that. So what we and are saying is uh, VAR good. <laughs> yes, love VAR. Never doubted it. Never doubted yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe. need to stay. We should use it more. Maybe. Yeah. maybe Get a sponsor. Was... Maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do it for every goal. <laughs> the VAR sponsored by the Coast Football Ramble Podcast, or the Coast Football Ramble Podcast sponsored by the Isuzu Ute A League Men's VAR. Yes, sponsored by Harvey Norman. Oh. Maybe nice. it was the presence of good cameras down that end that helped them actually make some intelligent decision because we were laughing in the first half about the giant webcam behind the goals at the northern end. Well, <laughs> is that the northern end? The camera that they checked the offside on was about on a ninety degree angle yep. to where the run was. <laughs> it was so horrible. <laughs> good luck getting that accurate, but I think they got it right. The um, only thing I, I wish they would change is actually show when they've got the lines on. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what they did when it was on Fox. That's what they used to do, yeah. I don't. I haven't seen one replay this season because I don't during think. the current check where they have the lines on it. So I don't know if they still actually do the lines. That's what I mean. <laughs> like, and it's it's a, it's a bit weird. Too many they people look at Paramount on Paramount. Yeah. <laughs> Too many people doing lines at Paramount to draw the lines. <laughs> oh fuck! It's, yeah. it's Mr. Squiggle. Allegedly, it's Mr. Squiggle. Wouldn't be surprising. Wouldn't be surprising. <laughs> Mr. Squiggle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we drawing today, Mr. Squiggle? A VAR line. <laughs> <laughs> Had a few sore muscles after four runs to the fence. Five, if, yeah. five if you count five. the non-goal. There's a couple of people commenting actually on the on the Twitter or various forums around the place. I've never seen anyone move that quickly. They're surprised that you can do it at 87 years of age <laughs> with a bung knee. Aaron with was, a bung Aaron knee. was straight down in Aaron, front of everyone. Aaron the Flash Morrow. <laughs> Someone said that I was enjoying it. Oh, I don't know. It's just yeah. a rumor. And how how smashed his hand on a nail for the second goal, I think. Yes, I did. Nailed it. Drumming on the fence. I, na- yeah. I nailed my hand. It was bleeding, but it was okay. It was worth it. The things you do, eh? The things, you do. The things, things we, do we do for, for this club. club. Yeah. Said someone co- one time. With that kind of mention. commitment, though, then we need a bit more Benny to the fence. Big big pile on hugs. Come, yeah, yeah. come on, boys. Marco, yeah. we missed yeah. you. To the fence. Twice, maybe three times. Noah, we missed you. <laughs> Huh? Hachi, we missed you. Did love to see after the game, and we haven't seen it for a little bit. Um, I didn't make it down in time, but players coming over and actually giving it the the big hey, hey, that was great to see. Yep. And a great family photo. I know that not everyone yep. loves the family photo, but having a family photo out at uh, Smudgy was good. And, uh, and we, had, we hadn't planned it. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, and that it was, was, such, we a, could was tell. such a good yeah. added moment. Um, <laughs> uh, eight, yeah. 88th minute and um, just before Lockie Rose scores and I think someone radioed up to the media box and they were like, oh, family photo today. I'm like, don't fucking get ahead of yourself. Lockie Rose goes and scores. I'm like, what have you done? <laughs> well, that's uh, a good segue actually because this is where my criticism of uh, Birgitte will actually – Start and then it will end in about three seconds when he makes a really good save. But <laughs> I think for that Lockie Rose goal, he has to come out and collect that. Yes. Anyone? The yes. ball the ball is crossed from almost halfway out on the bloody touchline, comes across the edge of the six-yard box to the far side of the goal and then is headed in by Lockie Rose. Inside the six-yard box. Inside the six-yard box. Oh, was it that close to him? Yeah. It was. Yeah, right. Like... It was whipped in and I think, you know, probably Bayless ha- does need to do better. The look the Birrigitte gave Bayless mm. after that went in, I do not want to be on the receiving end of that. <laughs> so maybe I should be careful with what I say. But <laughs> I think Birrigitte has to get that. Don't disagree. Even if it's a punch, get anything on it. Mm. Dive at it. He doesn't have to catch it. 
do a punch, whatever. But for me, that goal is more on him than it is on Bayless. When he watches the replay, maybe I think, a hot take, I think he'll but nearly be as savage as you on himself for not uh, saving it at, at the near post as well. Um, because maybe. It, it, yeah. it wasn't brilliant. It was good, but it wasn't brilliant. So, yeah. yeah I and so the near post has nothing to do with Can he get a punch on that? Yeah. Can he come out and be close enough to Rose to avoid there being, you know, any angle for him? Yeah, I, th- I think. He I mean, for can. me, for me, if it's across from that far out and it, it, the ball goes across inside the six-yard box, that has to be on your goalkeeper. I mean, your goalkeeper needs to be more commanding of your box in that situation. So my, 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 my main two things with him are his distribution and he's commanding of the box. But then he does things like he did say, two seconds do later. Do go on and explain the next move. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> save of the season, anyone? Like he, wow. Oh, my God, that one onto the crossbar. Yeah, yeah. he pisses my. me off because stop doing annoying things and then stop making good saves because then, mean, then I just look stupid. Made another <laughs> block at the near post just after that, didn't he? He did. Yeah, there was Incredible. there was the one-on-one. I can't remember who it was from a castle, but I think they got around Kai. Mm. Kai just sort of did enough to put him off. But, yeah, another really good save by Beres. Makes himself big. Gets it in the knee. So he stands, does. He stands for as long as possible as well, yeah. uh, as opposed to Kurto. his opposite number, Curdo, who, yeah, who went, wanted to fall down whenever yeah. the ball came near him. And he was yeah. under a lot of pressure from the yellow fans. <laughs> <laughs> under a lot of pressure from the f- three big lumps in front of him as one well. One person yeah. in particular <laughs> behind the goal yeah. just gave it Mate, to him. There was one guy oh. who was just giving it to him from the minute one, I reckon. Oh, were they? <laughs> just yeah, never just stopped. one guy just. On and on and on. You're just a shit birrigiddy, <laughs> is what he copped for about 45 minutes. Uh, there was a big gun on. There was a big gun on. <laughs> good, uh, good. But yeah, I mean, Barry Giddy, like I said before, he's, he's just an incredible shot stopper and we would probably be buggered without him. Um, but, you know, he could, he could easily be the probably the best, if not one of the best in the country, mm. if you just fix those a few little things. Because, I mean, that that's what makes Matty Ryan great. He's not tall. Mm. He doesn't really have the goalkeeper attributes, but he's a great shot stopper and he's really good when he... Plays out for the back. Yeah, he's great he, with his feet. Great yeah. with his feet. Should he have got a soccer? And he commands his up. box enough. We'll come back to that. Okay. Yeah. Before we move on, let's talk about how good is Josh in this bit. I love Josh. <laughs> Nizzy was absolutely fucking phenomenal, and I think went unheralded um, a lot yeah. on Saturday. His yeah. mobility, his speed in transition, his ability to just pick the ball up from his defenders and turn and quickly turn defense into attack. Um, was paramount to a lot of the chances that we created. Yeah. I think that was probably the biggest thing on the weekend was our transition speed compared to the month prior to that was a huge factor in how we ended up playing. Um, you know, I don't want to say it's all on Ollie, but without him there, it let Niz take control of the midfield and do what we know he can do. Mm. Almost like a leadership role. Yeah, have have a bit more freedom. Um and yeah, he was he was incredible. We seem to just have a lot more mobility all over the park. To be fair, yeah, mm. yeah. So I mean, yeah, there was a lot of good performances from the weekend. I mean, him. You know, we have to speak about Ruan. I thought Ruan was good. Was I thought he was good. Good compared to how he has been. Mm. Um, makes it hard for Dan to get back in. And I mean, Dan was rested, which is understandable after a big week. Mm. Um, but. Like we sort of said earlier, if Monty's true to his word, then we probably see Ruan start this weekend. And then we're obviously probably going to see Dan because Kai's out. But I have no issues with Ruan's performance on the weekend. I thought Storm was good. Storm did what he had to do. Yeah. There was a lot of good performances from the no- weekend. Nothing, nothing bad or nothing unless you're really nitpicking. Yeah. Um, no real bad Maxi performances. Maxie was good. Yeah, Maxie was great, actually. 
still was pretty good when he come on. Yep. Um, good to see Dor Jock get his debut. Oh, he made his debut against Perth. He did. Yep. Um, I knew that. They're coming thick and fast. <laughs> to be fair, so it was about 2 a.m. when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Dare I say home debut? Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. That's what I meant. Fortress Mudging. That's what I meant. But, you know, we, we saw him play in that NPL game the few days before the Perth game. There's a player there. Uh, there is. Has a, has a pretty interesting story. Mm. Um, was over in Perth, played mm. at a couple of different clubs mm-hmm. in their NPL. Um, and, we, you know, it's strange not to see a youngster like that be picked up by the glory because you don't hear too many instances of good Perth talent being looked over yeah. by Perth because they tend to do that quite well. They tend to sort of develop players and then they go to Perth and then they might end up at another club. But, you know, we know what Monty and his uh, MPL scouts are like. Mm. Um, he tends to pick them pretty well when they come in from the outside. Mm-hmm. So there's something interesting there. Yeah, obviously MPLWA went to Melbourne Knights for a spell and, uh, and now up here. So yeah. Very good. Uh, looking forward to seeing what he can add to the academy. Uh, we'll come back to that, but of course, they're back at home this week. And of course. So joining us this afternoon on the Coast Football Ramble podcast, we have the one and only Noah Smith. Noah, how are you, bud? I'm great, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here in person. Absolutely sensational to have you in studio. What an absolute delight for all of us here. Uh, We'll kick things off with a couple of quickfire questions, as we always do. You know what it is. Is your sauce, do you keep it in the fridge or in the cupboard? Fridge. No. All right. Let's (laughs) give it. The word is yes. Is it Master Foods? Yes. Good. Of course. Nice. Of nice. course. Who answered not Master Foods? Oh, Somebody did recently. Yeah. <laughs> Could be damaging a sponsor there, but anyway. They're not coming back on the show. No. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, of course, who is better? Is it Lionel Messi or Matt Simon? <laughs> Simo. Of course. Yeah, he doesn't want to get kicked at training, and it is the right answer, of Obvious. course. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably actually true at the moment, just quietly. <laughs> Based on current form, yeah. Just putting definitely, it out there. Definitely. So uh, you signed for the club in the off-season from Adelaide. Uh, how did the move sort of come about and what was the biggest biggest attraction to come to the coast and sort of have, how have you adjusted? Uh, it actually happened pretty weirdly. So I was just didn't hear anything for a little bit. I was just chilling at one of my friend's house, Deli, uh, James Delinov, the keeper from Adelaide still. I was just there on a Friday night. I get a call from my agent saying, Monty's interested. They want to have a chat on Monday. So I'm like, pretty cool. That's good. Um, Saturday morning, I was just at the gym or something, come home and my agent calls me like, Monty wants to talk now. So I get on the Zoom call with him, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, talk to him, get a call from Sergio, talk to Sergio and pretty much had the deal done within by three o'clock that day. So it all happened so quickly and uh, Central Coast was a team that I wanted to come to because I knew how they treat their young players, what Monty and Serge have been doing and um, generating the young boys through the academy and that. So it all worked out pretty well and I've been, been loving it so far. Yeah, so uh, you and Faz have sort of been locked in a battle for that sort of left-back spot. How's that competition been between you two? Have you got like a personal competition or like how's that relationship going? <laughs> oh, well, Faz is actually a pretty quiet person. So 
we're pretty close and um, we're actually roommates so we get along quite well and it's I think the competition's been really good like I came to the club obviously not knowing Jacob probably thinking I was going to play a bit more than I did but the competition is is what creates better players because if I'm training well and performing well in the trial matches and that then it's pushing Faz to be a better player on the pitch and make making him accountable and making sure he plays well every Saturday because otherwise he knows that I'm right there to, to step in and, and that's something Monty told me when he wanted to sign me he's like we want to get competition in every position and uh, so far I think it's been doing well like we've got the three strikers well obviously Maresh is injured now but all across the park we've got competition and that's what drives players to be their best every weekend. So we're thinking of you as a left back. Are you, th- you think you're a left back? That's your favourite position? Mm, it's probably my favourite position, but I'm starting to think more that I'm a winger now because <laughs> that's what I've been playing. And I'm sure every left back's dream is to slowly push up the field. So maybe one day I'll be a striker, but traditional, <laughs> traditionally left back. And I think still that's my best position, but who knows with a few more games on the wing or on well, the out wide. After Saturday, striker's probably on the table, but uh, <laughs> we'll get to that. But um, in the meantime, how has it been sort of adjusting to that? I, I guess you've played a couple of games now where you've played further up the pitch. There was a, the game, I guess, when Jacob was suspended and you played in your natural position, I guess, mm-hmm. and, and that you did well then. Um, how has that adjustment sort of felt? It was a bit weird at first because initially I was just, obviously I played that game against Perth where Faz got suspended and then I started coming on as a sub higher up, 20 minutes, 30 minutes to go. And that was good because it gave me a bit of a glimpse of what I needed to do out there. So then when I came to start against Perth and then on the weekend against MacArthur, I felt more ready every time I stepped out in the park in that position. And, and Monty and Serge are really good with their analysis and they bring me in, we watch video, they talk me through everything. So it's been pretty seamless transition so far, but there's still a long way to go in the season. So we'll see. It seemed like you were pretty comfortable uh, there on the weekend. And I guess that's what, what, you're, what you're saying. That's the last part of the question, but comfortable enough that you're getting into all sorts of spaces and high <laughs> on the pitch and uh, right next to the post at the right moments as well. Um, presumably that was your goal. Of course. <laughs> I made sure I made sure I went up to the ref after the game and said, that was mine, right? And he's like, we'll have to check it. But I went up to Marcos. Marcos said he didn't touch it, so I'm, I'm claiming it for sure. Mate, absolutely sensational performance from yourself on the weekend, of course. Grabbing a goal, as you mentioned there, talk us through it. Uh, well, I was actually watching the game back and I saw that it was great play from Hatchie and Stormy out, out right. And then Nizzi obviously played one across and it kind of just fell... Um, to Jason after a little deflection off Marcos and Lockie Rose I think and then I'm like oh shit I might be in here just make the run see the keeper come out didn't really think anything about it just gave it a little dink and luckily it went in and didn't get cleared big fan of a dink Noah Dinkovich (laughs) (laughs) anyone anyone Um, so we made quite a few changes from the Perth game a few sort of pretty big changes no Hall um, so no Bazanic but overall I think the performance on the weekend was actually quite good was how much of an impact did those sort of changes have it going into the game and I guess at the end of the game were you were you sort of you know sort of surprised about how well we actually played um, given I all th- the changes I think we had a lot of uh, confidence in all the boys that were playing and like the changes weren't just for no reason Benny and Ollie and that I think pulled up a bit sore from the Perth trip because it is a pretty draining trip going all the way to Perth the time difference and obviously it was a midweek game so the boys that came in were fresh Stormy Maxi and uh and that so and obviously Harry who unfortunately got injured but um, so we had confidence in the boys and everyone so knows the plan so well and we drilled it in for the few days before the game. So obviously it is a bit different playing with a lot of players I hadn't regularly played with, but I think the boys did so well and obviously it was a great performance on the weekend. You kind of just touched on it, you sort of just stole my question a bit while you're already answering, <laughs> but like going from Perth, playing on, in Perth on a Tuesday with the travel, flying over and then flying back 
and then playing again on the weekend. What's that sort of from a player's perspective? Obviously, from a fan's perspective, it's like ridiculous. We've got, we've got, you know, it's a bit ridiculous. <laughs> we've got two games in five days. I guess for the fans, that's happy because we're happy to have a couple of games in a row. But from a fans, uh, from a player's perspective, how's that like for you guys? Yeah, it's not the best, especially with the midweek game because it's like a five-hour flight to Perth plus the time difference, and then we play. We come back early the next morning, and it's. We left the hotel in Perth, I think, at 8.30, and we got back in my uh, on the coast at 7.30 p.m. So it's a full day gone, and then you have to wake up on Thursday, train, Friday, train, then get on the four-hour bus trip to Mudgee, which didn't help. So a lot of the boys were pretty stiff in that, but um, the strength and conditioning team and the physios and that did a great job on looking after us and making sure we were all ready, but it is a definitely a tough trip. So what's 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 sort of the process from that, I guess? So what, like, what time was the flight... What time did you just land in Perth? Do you sort of go for a bit of a walk or something after? Do you do sort of like a bit of, you know, sort of recovery or what's what's sort of the rundown from the Tuesday to the Wednesday night sort of thing? Uh, well, this time was something different I hadn't done before. We flew to Perth first thing in the morning. I think our flight was like 10.30 out of Sydney. So we get to the COE just over here and pretty early in the morning, get the bus down to the airport, fly to Perth. We got there about 12 with the time difference, but it's a five-hour flight. And then we actually trained in Perth. So it was good to like move our legs get it get out about a bit flush everything out of the system because we've been sitting on the plane and the bus for probably over six hours so that was good and then and then obviously we just relax in perth but it is a bit weird because it's obviously of the because t- of the time difference we get tired after dinner at like 9 30 9 o'clock because that's midnight here so we're all trying to stay awake as long as we can because we don't want to wake up at five o'clock in the morning in perth and then you have to wait for 14 hours before the game so it is a bit of a challenge we all tried to stay up as late as we could but it's it's definitely something that you need to get used to absolutely a challenge we were falling asleep because the game being 10 o'clock here then you know by the second half it's like what our old man was eyelids are getting heavy we're down. not all 50 all right yeah what about what about playing the game at effectively 10 o'clock at night mm. for, for your times i think you're not really thinking about it in the moment but subconsciously it definitely has an impact like throughout the day you're trying to trying to adjust yourself to that time but it is a bit weird like we're eating pre-match meal at five o'clock or something and that's really eight o'clock after dinner and and just like when we get to the game you're trying to stay awake as much as you can but it is definitely weird because then after the game like second half or whatever it's past midnight here and it definitely has an impact on your body and that because you're mentally you're in the game but physically you're still a bit tired from the trip and the time difference and everything so it'll be nice for the boys to settle down have a week off and uh, just play at home on saturday night against uh must be your rivals um, <laughs> from uh jeremy on facebook how much did you pay marco for the goal <laughs> marco actually came up to me straight after the goal and said i didn't touch it i didn't touch it it's your goal so i was very thankful for him to that and i just made sure i told him to go and tell the referee that one <laughs> i can't believe he wasn't looking for the hat trick. a striker not looking for his exactly. hat trick. i'm not sure i'm buying this <laughs> yeah and it's the first hat it would have been the first hat trick i think since mcbreen a long yeah. time yeah. Yeah. yeah so well well played <laughs> but of course we've noted your frequent questions for the show coming in across instagram every week we absolutely love it are you the best banter merchant in the team and if not who is <laughs> no i wouldn't say it's me i think jason the cum dog's probably got that one <laughs> oh. since moving over here he's came in late and taken the crown <laughs> but there's a, there's a few there's a few good ones in the team dan hall obviously big personality very funny guy and uh, uh, Rosie's got a very dry sense of humour and dry person. Oh, not dry personality, but his banter is very dry, which makes it very funny. And some boys <laughs> don't like it. Some boys piss it at it, which is like one. Of, uh, I'm one of those boys, so he's very funny for sure. Good. How would you assess the uh, the podcast performances of Benny, Cy, and, and Dan Hall? <laughs> I think Dan uh, Cy actually had a really good one. I thought. Mm. 
Um, he's probably used to talking. He's been all over the world, so he's used to it. Benny, uh, obviously the language barrier, but <laughs> Benny's English has gone so much better, I yeah. might add, because obviously been here for probably seven, eight months now. He's improved out of sight, and Dan obviously is a character, so always <laughs> puts English in a good better than my French. <laughs> <laughs> it's not difficult. Yeah. Um, LG on the forum, you seem like a man who enjoys a good boogie. Uh, have you been to Science Nightclub? <laughs> if so, discuss. I have not been to Science Nightclub. I've heard a lot about it from all the boys, but I haven't been. I've actually, obviously, the beer is a great venue and that, so we've been there a couple of times, but obviously the schedule's been so hectic, and when I first came, it was locked down and everything, so it's been a bit hard to have a good night out, but I'm sure I have to check out uh, Science before the end of the season. What is the goal celebration? <laughs> it's called the gritty so i'm a massive nfl fan and um a few of the nfl players the best ones justin jefferson jamar chase that's their celebration from lsu the university yeah. so it went a bit viral in the, uh, in the nfl and i kind of just adopted it with a few of my mates from back home and then i said why not just do it in the game i thought i did it um in the cup game and uh I think I was the first one to do it in world football. Don't quote me on that, Oof. but I think so. We'll claim it. We'll yeah, claim it. Yeah. And then obviously it's been a, a long time between my goals, so <laughs> I thought I had to remind everyone again. So if there's no sirens and there's no not enough nights out, then where have you actually seen Benny and Kalolo doing the dance? <laughs> <laughs> Is this a training thing in the COE? Or? Benny lives with Dan and Sire in Terrigal and I spend a lot of time there so I get to know Benny pretty well over there. The lounge room. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Sai Goddard, of course, last time we had him on the uh, Coast Football Ramble podcast, he had a few things to say about you and uh, your performances on pro clubs. Let's just recap that one really quickly. No, it's just a little bit salty because when he plays pro clubs, he doesn't actually do anything, and he's he's meant to be the striker in pro clubs, and I'm playing I'm playing out wide and getting getting more goals and assists than him, so he's he's a little bit salty. He he's he's only there to be the club cheerleader on pro clubs. Any response for Sai? Well, Sai, when he said that, I was a bit offended because it definitely isn't true, and. <laughs> I'm sure Sai will disagree with this story, but he actually was the downfall of our pro clubs team. As I was telling you guys a bit before, off the air, um, we had a team, I think it was me, Rosie, Dan, Sai, Steely, Hatchie. We had like uh, Nizzy a bit, Maxi a bit. We had almost 11 players on the, on the pro clubs team. Everyone was just joining. And we were trying to go from division 10 to division one without losing a game. And so we got to about 50, 50 wins, I think. And then Sai goes and ruins it all. He, we, we, we all, I think, I think there was like five of us playing. Steely and I had to go. Dan, Dan left and um, Rosie went to make some toast or something, make a coffee. And so everyone was yelling at Sai, Sai, leave the party, leave the game, leave the game. Because if you didn't leave, it would automatically start a new one. So he was off in La La Land playing Candy Crush or, or God knows, doing, uh, doing God knows what. And uh, lo and behold, he starts a game, just him and Kai. They go and get beat and the whole dream is over. <laughs> Cop that. <laughs> and he will debate that. He thinks it's not his fault. He thinks no one told him, but it is 100% Cy Goddard's fault. So are you going to be up for a 1v1 with Cy? He doesn't want to play me. He's got this new fancy PS5. He's always running, saying he's got things to do. He's got to cook for Dan and Benny. So <laughs> I think he's a bit scared. So I got uh, the floor is yours to respond next time uh, on the next instalment of Noah Smith v. Cy Goddard, of course. <laughs> well played. That's a very good rebuttal. I like that. So we've got um, quite a few questions from the boys. <laughs> 
Uh, we've, we have one from a staff member who wishes to stay anonymous. Uh, Probably. No. No, actually. No. 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 That's later. Um, <laughs> Rumour is that Mudgee is a better football town than Adelaide. Thoughts? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Do you know who this is based on that question? Is he like a coaching staff or front office staff? Football department. Football department, yeah. Hmm, I don't think so. Okay. Good. Good. We'll, Perfect. We will keep his anonymity. <laughs> <laughs> his or hers. Yes. Yeah. He's actually yeah. a running joke in the team. I don't find it a joke, but all the boys <laughs> shit on Adelaide. They think it's the worst city. They say, why would you go there? What's the point of Adelaide? There's nothing there. And obviously being an Adelaide boy, I defend it. To my, I take like defend yeah, it with all oh, my heart. You have to defend your team. I have yeah. to. Yeah. I was going to say then, play on. That's <laughs> and then we actually went out. Uh, we went to Adelaide. The boys all loved the city. It was a great weekend. Obviously, we didn't get the result, but the boys really enjoyed the atmosphere that was going on in the, in the city at that time. Mm. So they've all laid off a little bit, but a few of the boys still hammer me about it. <laughs> <laughs> in fairness to Adelaide, it is a good circuit on a Saturday night up and down Highland yes. Street. Oh, <laughs> the walk back on Highland Street. So we were there for that game too. Mm. I've never seen so many people in my life lining up to get into clubs and to pubs and there's like smoke and steam coming out of every single building. There's music. You're just forgetting what it was like pre-COVID though. I I have (laughs) never seen anywhere like that. Not Sydney, not Melbourne. The truth is, so every like late February to the end of March, there's a festival in LA called The Fringe. Fringe, yeah. So the Garden of Unearthly Delights is pretty much in the centre of the city and there's always shows and and food stands and everything. So for about that month, the city is very, very popular. Because it's it's the weather's great, the the atmosphere is great, and and a lot of people are attracted to the city. So luckily, when the boys went, they land it landed on fringe, uh, fringe yeah. weekend. Yep. So they all seem to love it, and uh, hopefully that's all they remember of Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the game. We remember the game. Yeah, we're, we're at the Adelaide pub after, and it was a bit of a solemn atmosphere after. Yes, it was ninetieth minute winner. We'll against. move on. Yes, we shall move on. Who should we go to next? Let's go to Jordan Smiley. Oh, uh, smart. Why is Jordan Smiley the best attacker you've ever faced? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I played a youth team game against Blacktown, who Smiley plays for now, and he scored two goals. That were two of the jammiest goals I've ever seen. <laughs> but, but I don't think Smiley will disagree that he's a goal poacher and a very good one, so it was credit to him. And uh, I got to play with him for a couple months here before he obviously departed to Blacktown. So um, he's, a, he's a great guy and a, a great player. So hopefully I'll see him back in the A-League someday. For sure, for sure. One coming through from a very good friend of the show here in Dan Hall. <laughs> Is it true that you believe that you're on the podium for the best looking guy in the team? And please justify. <laughs> the please I'm, justify gets me. <laughs> I knew he was going to say something like this. Dan is a good looking guy. Hundred percent. Yep. He definitely has a lot of tickets on himself. He thinks he <laughs> he he's only saying that I think I'm on the podium because he thinks he is number one. And he must listen to us because we probably say it every week. <laughs> <laughs> and he won't agree with you, but he definitely doesn't disagree with you whenever you say it. We'll sign. I'll be in the car. We're like, Dan, you think you're number one best looking in the team, really? And he'd be like, mm, I don't know, and like <laughs> just play it off like. But really deep down, he knows it's true. So I saw Dan Hall, your Uber driver, as well as size. No, no, no. no. I just, <laughs> Sai, Benny, Steely, Maresh, he's got everyone. (laughs) Uber Dan, awesome. One coming in here from Maxi Ballard, and this also ties in with uh, one from Harry McCarthy. Maxi Ballard asks, or he says that there are rumours regarding a love interest that is a current Matilda, can you confirm? And Harry McCarthy asks, who is your favourite Matilda? (sighs) We're not even halfway, so... (laughs) 
Can I just add, this wasn't Maxie's question. Dan told me, Dan told me that he stole Maxie's phone and asked a question on it. And I should have known that something like this was going to come up. There is a Matilda who, play, who is from Adelaide and used to play at Adelaide who I'm good friends with. Her name's Charlie Grant and we've known each other for a couple of years now. And she actually got us tickets to when the Matildas played Brazil um, at Combank Stadium. So me, Steely, Dan, uh, Benny and Style went. So it was good to see a Matilda's game and I got to speak to her a bit. So I don't know about the love interest thing. They, I think they might have made that one up, but I'm friends with her from back home. <laughs> Uh, so we, we've got one here from Jaden Labasa. Am I saying that right? Labasa? Yes. Who was your favourite right back in NPLSA? <laughs> yeah, I think it's Jaden Labasa. <laughs> He's uh, one of my best mates, or probably my best mate from back home. I've known him for 10 years now, and we're very, very, very close, so we speak all the time. And he is an exceptional player, and I won't, uh, it wouldn't shock me to see him in an A-League team very soon. Nice. One from Yaron Souza. Is it true that you're a Collingwood supporter? <laughs> I'm not a Collingwood supporter, and he knows that. I was going to say, that's very controversial coming from someone that lives in Adelaide. <laughs> because, <laughs> from there. because he is a Collingwood supporter, and uh, to what you just said, I'm a St Kilda supporter. Oh, oh. And obviously Don't say played, that in Adelaide. <laughs> and obviously they played on Friday night, and it wasn't the best performance from the Saints. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Yaron gave it to me a bit for that one. So you're not a Crows or a Port fan? No, it's a bit weird because uh, there's a uh, the thing called Auskick. I don't know if they have that on the coast. It's just for yeah, young kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I was just attracted to the St Kilda theme song when I was like six, seven and uh, got a St Kilda Guernsey. And just from then, I've been a massive, massive fan. And actually, Harry Steele's first cousin is Jack Steele, who's a champion AFL player, yeah. plays for St Kilda and my oh. favourite player. And so when we went Melbourne, Harry actually organised for me, Harry and Jack to go out for breakfast. And then he took us on a tour around the facility. And so that was awesome from Steely. And uh, nice. yeah, it was great to meet him that's sensational yeah love that one here from Darcy Lacornu uh, how many digits of pi can you name by heart <laughs> I did not know Darcy knew that he's again one of my closest friends from back home I've known him since I was in kindergarten and it is quite a few don't want to rattle him off yeah go oh, just, do it just give us a number just give us a number 25 30 that's pretty that's impressive I'll pay that yeah wow go Okay. It's, really? better, it's better, better than the like four that I can do. <laughs> if you could put it off, I'm pretty sure I could get close to 20, 25. Oh, all right. nice. I, I've got 3.14. I think that's the first three. Yeah, that's all I've got. <laughs> all right. Let's see what you got. All right. So 3.14159265358979323846264338497. Oh. Got to eight. Yep. That was pretty good. That's though. pretty good. That's I think that's something good. I was bored in science back in like year eight or something. I just read it and then I just stuck with me. Just stayed with you. Yeah. I don't even know what you're fucking talking about. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm still confused. Still confused. <laughs> 20, uh, 22 over seven, surely. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, another one, even Damien Sikenis. Oh. Uh, why do you never help Damien cook dinner? Anyone who's been to our apartment knows that is the biggest lie <laughs> ever. Damo sits in his room doing God knows what all day and I cook him dinner. I probably take it to him. I clean. I keep the apartment clean. I treat him like, I treat him like a king and then he wants to come and write this. So, What's your best dish? Oh, I do a nice Sunday roast. But my go-to is uh, chicken pesto pasta. Nice. Oh, I was going to say, that's, uh, that's how does that rate against size? Size, yeah. Pasta, I think chicken I pasta. I that one to say. 
Oh, that's controversial. That's what uh, Si was saying is his best dish, and Benny also agreed that that was Si's best dish. (laughs) Exactly. So So we need a FIFA thing and now a bloody cook-off. MasterChef. I don't know how well I'd go in a cook-off against Si. He's very experienced uh, at living out of home and living by himself. And so he often does uh, a very uh, good – well, he often does very good dishes when I'm over there and looks after us. Good stuff. Sounds like a lot of chicken pastas eaten. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Here's your chance to get one back at Damo. Robbie, the media manager, asks, what is your worst experience living with Damo? I don't think half of them I can say on the air. (laughs) (laughs) But I think you should. (laughs) I don't know. All I know is that when Harry McCarthy stays over, Damo and him have a little weird relationship that... (laughs) I don't think I should go too much further into, but... Let's just call it a bromance. A very, very strong bromance. Yep. And if you ever get to interview Oli Bazanich, ask him about it as well. <laughs> That's a good segue. good segue. That is a good segue, because Oli Bazanich is the next one. Who is the worst blackjack player in the team? <laughs> Mark Birgitte. <laughs> <laughs> An unexpected response. Yeah. So when we were in Melbourne for about... 10 days, I think it was, we got a few cards going. It started off just a few of us, me, Nikos, uh, Maxi and Nizzy. Then it got bigger and bigger. And towards the end, there was 12 of us playing and it, the stakes got pretty high and, and beers didn't end up doing the best. So uh, <laughs> yeah, Didn't I even want to think about that. You were just nah. straight into it. How is Beerus going to react to that um, response? <laughs> I don't know if he'll be happy with it. <laughs> He'll probably uh, have something to say at training, but it's true. Blocking the pod Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> There's a story behind that one. Too. Yeah. I'm still not blocked, so <laughs> good news. Um, should we get back to the football? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's so football. Yeah. Football. we football. finally have a full week between games, which must be nice. Uh, last time out against Adelaide, I know we do, don't want to speak about that game, but what do we have to do different this week to try and get a result against them? Ooh. Adelaide are a very good team. Uh, they've been playing well this season, but the last few games they have had a few struggles with injuries. Obviously, key players like Jakobsen have been out and that, and obviously Goodwin's away with isolation now. So I think we have to take advantage of the young squad that they've had and, and their obviously a variety in squads, that, uh, players that have been playing and just stick to what we've been doing lately. Like Obviously, the Perth game wasn't our best performance, but the way we played against uh, MacArthur was great. And I think the chemistry in the team is really starting to build now after a few good results. So mainly just stick to what we're doing and uh, yeah, keep the pressure on. So we're obviously not going to have Kai as well now. Yeah, so that's a, that's obviously a big disappointment. But yeah. obviously, as we saw, RT came back in on the weekend looking really good. And Dan obviously just got the weekend off because he had a little niggle or something. So him coming back in is, is great. And them two are also a great partnership. Yeah. Any predictions about who's going to play on the left and where? Because uh, there seemed to be a bit of confusion about whether Jacob got his eighth yellow card in the game. We thought it went to March, not... Yeah, no, not, it wasn't, wasn't Faz. Yeah, it wasn't no, Faz. It wasn't Faz. So, so look at, looking at um, uh, making your way in at left back or in front of Jacob and uh, putting the goals away again? Well, I hope I get to stay a bit further up the field because it's, it's a lot of fun and a lot less pressure than defending in the box all the time. But um, I don't know, Faz was joking that he might get that yellow card in the weekend just so I can play against my whole team. But... <laughs> But uh, luckily for the whole the whole squad, he didn't because he's been performing brilliantly this year. So has so I have to be honest, I didn't think you were as quick as what you are. <laughs> when I remember the first time he came on the wing, I was like, "Holy shit, he's got some speed on him." Has that sort of been a bit of like a tactic with Monty to say, you know, sort of use your use your speed to get him behind because it obviously definitely worked on the weekend, and mm-hmm. you know, sort of has worked when you've also come off the bench. Is that sort of sort of a big part of? Sort of you being there on the wing? Yeah, well, I think Monty and I had a good discussion the other day and it's like, if I'm playing on the wing, it's a lot different than if someone like Muller's playing on the wing because he's very technical, grew up playing as a 10 in Germany and that. So he's more of a pocket player, 
good te- uh, good on the ball but I'm obviously grown up playing out wide so my strengths are more further out wide uh, like getting in behind playing cro- uh, crossing the ball in and that so that's something that Monty uh, talked to me about and wanted me to focus on during the game and, and for the last few weeks I think it's been much better then uh, obviously if I was to come inside and trying to play like Nico. Yeah, because I, I think for really for the first time on the weekend and we've, we we actually got some balls in behind and, you know, we sort of turned their defence around who aren't sort of the quickest back four in the league. <laughs> the Just the tallest. Big fellas. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. I think we use that definitely to our advantage. Is, is that sort of something that was spoken about after the Perth game and maybe even really the Melbourne game that, you know, sort of we maybe didn't re- sort of really capitalise on, but I think that McCarthy game on the weekend sort of showed if we played on the deck and we get balls in behind, we actually try and turn the defences around. Mm-hmm. You know, we sort of have the speed there with you and with Cummings and with Marco to really sort of actually do some damage. For sure. That was something we looked at. McCarthy are a strong team and those centre-backs are great players. But like you said, their pace isn't one of their strengths of those that back three. So um, that's definitely something we worked on trying to get get one of the centre-backs to drag out and then Jace or Marcos or even myself making that run down the line to into that space because they do like to play a high line and some of those centre-backs do get easily drawn into the midfield and it obviously it worked very well. I think there was four or five chances in the first half that just came down the left side just from a simple ball down the line to Jason or myself or even Marcos running in behind. So it worked really well and I think something that's something that we could do against Adelaide as well. And then Hatchie as well. Oh, the quickest man in the league. That must have been a nightmare in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the quickest, you or Hatch? Oh, Hatchie's Hatchie? the quickest. For sure. I've, I've got a – I'm not close to Hatchie, but me and Harry McCarthy have a little rivalry going. He th- he assures me he's quicker. I like to think I am, but the Nardi, the da- uh, the strength and conditioning coach, agrees with HMAC through the data. But I said, put a ball in front of us and we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, obviously, Harry's not going to be running anywhere for the next couple of weeks since he broke his, uh, yeah. broke his leg. All right, so we've got three competitions lined up out of this podcast. <laughs> I'm a bit of a competitive guy. <laughs> That's very good. That's just about it, I think. Noah Smith, absolute pleasure having you alongside us this afternoon, mate. Thank you so much for taking the time. Beautiful. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for coming in. Thanks for coming in. Nice to meet you. Beautiful. Good times. Good bands. <laughs> Solid bands. Supreme bands. Very good. <laughs> I'm going to have to call Dan and ask him a few about, about a few of those questions and give him a little bit of a spray, I think. Record on. <laughs> <laughs> I love how two of them ask the same question as well. <laughs> You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Look at this. Look at this. Look at it. 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 Looking ahead, of course, to this Saturday. We are back at home once again, Central Coast Stadium, as we take on Adelaide. Um, looking forward to this one because this, for me, is not only a must win, but a super, super winnable. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep, the three points yep. on the weekend was huge against MacArthur in terms of the ladder in the season. I mean, we're four points off six spot now. Um, and, yeah, nightmares from the last Adelaide game. Uh, but Revenge. Revenge on the cards, super winnable. I think it's just a – like this is a perfect, perfect sort of clash to kick off a, a real run of run of form yep. and, and go on with it from here. Yep, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah, very – very winnable. I reckon we probably expected to get three points in Perth more than we did against MacArthur, but we've got the total of four that we probably expected would be hoping for. Mm-hmm. Another mm-hmm. three, I reckon that we think that we can win this definitely. So I hope we play aggressively against them and we're in goal scoring form. So I reckon we can put a couple past them. Go on, boys. Noah Smith for his second A League goal, anyone? 
Against the hometown team? Yeah, Wouldn't baby. put it past the narrative. Well. Go yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, sir. <laughs> I cannot see any reason why we can't win this game. No. You know, same performance against MacArthur and it's – I'm tipping us to win and win well. Stephen Mauck is no, no longer with um, – <laughs> Adelaide since the last Set time we played them. Of course, they're missing correct? Craig Goodwin as well as he was called up for Socceroos duty and then got the Rooney um, wow. or close contact or whatever it was. So he cannot participate for the Roos. He'll be out for the weekend. Huge out for Adelaide. Big out, big out. Uh, of course, we will be without uh, Kai Rolls, which is a big out for us as well um, as he was also called up for the Socceroos and has now got the Rooney. I feel so bad. Very unfortunate. It's such a deserved call up too and then that happens. And so. in such good form. So I hope this doesn't break that sort of, you yeah. know, that, that, mm. that long That's period that he has just been so consistent over and over again, just metronomically producing the same goods every week. Yep. Um, don't know if I've said it on this podcast, but it reminds me of um, Wilco. Just, you know, never, never need to mention his name, never need to worry about what he's doing, just does his job. Absolute pro. At how old? 24? 24, I think. Wow. Yep. Potential, you might say, Aaron? No, I was never doubting him. So never had potential, was always on the way to delivering and here it is, bazinga. Mm. <laughs> yeah, what a couple of seasons he's had. Adelaide, uh, not on the best run of form themselves. They actually got turned over 4-1 by MacArthur not that long ago, just a few weeks ago. Um, so by trans, what is it, uh, transfer of property, we should win this one 8 Two or something? Eight. Yeah. I don't wait. Two, I've got, PTS, got PTSD with that scoreline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's just call it seven two Mariners. Yeah, uh, that's a good. That's better. That's a good scoreline. <laughs> that brings back memories. They got done by the Wanderers and then drew nil all with the Wanderers. A very poor Wanderers um, in mm. their last two games as well. So they played the same team four mm. days apart. Yep. Yeah. Welcome to well, the A League. But the fixtures are made up. Yep. And the points. Sort of matter. Well, they, <laughs> ma- they matter for us. <laughs> uh, score predictions, Luke. Uh, 2-0, us. Josh. 3-0, Mariners. Oof. Was. I'm with Luke, 2-0. 7-2, Mariners. <laughs> <laughs> if, that, if that gets up, I don't know what I'm going to do. you got to put five bucks on that. Sure. Five bucks? Ten bucks? Put the house 20. on it. <laughs> You'll only need Just five bucks. Just got one of those. So <laughs> You'll get the price of a house buy, if you put buy like a on one-bedroom shack in Wee Wee with those winnings. <laughs> and, I mean, they've they've also played 19 games to our 16. Uh, so they're in third, but it's kind of an inflated third. The table lies. And, I mean, even, st- even, even though they have played 19 games, I don't understand how they are that high. No. Yeah. And yeah, sure, they had the three the, the three wins in a row before their loss and draw against Wanderers. But before that, they did get because they've had seven draws, one. which is the equal most in the league, along with City. That just shows in this league that if you go on a two three game winning run, you can climb the table so easily. Easy. And yeah, be, I mean, look at how condensed it is. Yeah. yeah, and that's all we need right now. I mean, String two or three wins together, we're back in the mix. Yeah, easy. I'm just loving Pete's comment. The table lies. It does. <laughs> there's it a does cliche. You've got, you got Wellington in, fifth, in seventh with 15 games. Um, you've got Adelaide in third with 19 games. But MacArthur are three points behind him with two games in here. It's all over the place. It doesn't make sense. It's fucked. But, yeah. <laughs> I love your destruction of a cliche, though. It was beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. You've got Melbourne victory in sixth. Played 15, but they're only five points behind third. 
Just a small well, team that played negatively at our stadium, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> City are top, but they've played four games more than victory and then you carry the six and Western could <laughs> yeah. go top. Oh, What's the pie number in that? <laughs> <laughs> Ask Noah, he knows. <laughs> Noah knows pie. Um, we're talking about the number, not the food. Um, if there's one thing I know, it's pie, the food, not the number. <laughs> well, we did no pies on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> of course, on Sunday afternoon, big weekend of sport, the Academy, Mariners Academy, returned to Plume Park off the back of a oh, heartbreaking last-minute draw down in Bonnie Rig on Saturday night. Um, Mariners and conceding goals in stoppage time, name a more iconic duo. Can we just stop? <laughs> like, it's bad Stop. enough, bad enough having it in the A-League side and then we go and watch Academy, nice casual um, Sunday afternoon at Plume and then we cop a 93rd minute bloody penalty. Like, How dare you? You, so you were, you were <sighs> death riding us into that penalty. Well, because I could see it from Woi Woi <laughs> what was going to happen. The cross <laughs> the mean, cross comes in and it goes through through the box and it's going to go out to the right-hand corner. Our player goes out to defend. Oh, no, not a penalty. Yes, it's a penalty. It mm. was the most 50-50 of all time to get for the ball. The St. George player. It's not even 50-50. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those ones. It's one of those ones in the box where if you're not 100% you're going to get the ball, you don't. Yeah. do anything. No, and he just had to stay goal side. Yeah, but and he you just, predicted it. I don't even know who it was, but he just flew in and gave away the penalty. Um, yeah, unfortunate. And then we copped another one on, when was that? Was that on Saturday night too? Saturday night against Bonnie Rick. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that was to draw it. That was to all. Late yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Bonnie Rig themselves are coming off, Bonnie Rig, Mounties Wanderers, who we take on on Sunday, are coming off a two-all draw with a yeah, decent Hakawa side. Um, but a win could see us as high as third, depending on other yep. results. It's but, a bit of a tough start to yeah. the season, but I feel like we need to shout out Andrew. Yeah, Christo, good yep. bloke. Yep. Head yeah, head coach, big fan of the pod. Yeah. Um, so we won't be too critical of the academy <laughs> <laughs> yes until we get him on no absolutely of course as we keep harping on top four qualifiers this season to go up to NPL one uh, nothing less than top four will suffice and uh, Christo said the same thing as well yep looking forward to getting him on the pot though yep he wants to come on mm, it's not often we have people asking to come on it's normally we have to go and ask people to come on <laughs> it's nice but, of course, well. uh, like we said, get down to Plume Park Sunday afternoon. Uh, I think it's a 3 o'clock kickoff for that one. If you can't make it down there, it will, of course, be streamed live on NPL.tv. Get down there. Uh, quick correction to that one. It will actually be at 4 p.m. <laughs> and it won't be on NPL TV, so get down there. <laughs> yeah, just get down there. Don't listen to the bloke on NPL TV. It is, of course, that time of the week where we answer your questions. And thank you all so much for all the submissions coming across Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the ccmfans.net forum. Starting things off, as we have tended to do over the last few weeks with a Dave Bloom. Marry, boink, cut from the squad is the game. This week, Bloomy is taking this shit international. 
We have uh, three players from Moz's favourite side, actually, his favourite Premier League side, <laughs> the Manchester Red Devils, I think they're called. <laughs> Manchester uh, Red, <laughs> as Pro Evo would say. Um, I would actually like to change this to Mary Boynt Kill, but um, he has said Mary Boynt Cut. So three choices this week, Harry Maguire, David De Gea and Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm getting mine out of the way first. Um, I'm marrying De Gea, I'm boinking Ronaldo and I'm killing, sorry, cutting Maguire. I'm upset, Bloomy, that there is no option of wouldn't piss on them because I would be choosing <laughs> because I would be choosing that for all three of these monkeys. Fair dinkum, absolute gooses, all of them. But use if, gooses. If I'm for, <laughs> if I'm <laughs> well played, sir. If I'm forced to make decisions, then the one that I can at least do is um, cut because <laughs> Maguire is the worst player on earth. Um, certainly the worst defender on earth. If anyone wants to argue with me. Um, although he may score for the other team in it at any time. So hopefully that's for my team soon. Um, and Ronaldo would have to be the boink because he's a bit of an excitement machine. Well, when he was a bit younger, he was a bit of an excitement machine. Now he's just an old buffoon like me, but fair enough. <laughs> and I don't even know who that other bloke is. But, um, that was a hair. Oh, yeah, some fella. I don't know. It's not much to him, but, yeah, he's, he's been in uh, red rubbish form. <laughs> <laughs> Always, forever. This is a Boyk Murray cut, not a Mate. what do you hate about Manchester United segment. Yeah, we, we, we're going to be here till midnight. Excuse me. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, can get, yeah, I can get this working if we can get a few reds, real reds in that list. Yeah. He, yeah. Says, he says to the United fan host. Yeah, yes. see, it's, yes. it's funny because I can just cut that question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well played, uh, Luke, do you want to run through yours? Uh, Maguire is absolutely getting cut. What a head. Um, uh well, you have to marry Ronaldo because you would not have to work another day in your life. Uh, and then... You're boinking De Gea. Yeah, De Gea gets the one-night stand. Yuck. Yeah, right. All right. Josh? Yeah, pretty yuck, but, it, it, you know, it's over <laughs> done with. I'm 100%, 100% with Luke. Marry Ronaldo for all the monies <laughs> because, you know, sign a prenup, get half. That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> so, you guys are so shallow, honestly. <laughs> I, uh, I just think the married life to De Gea would be so wholesome. Anyway. Yeah, but, cut, cut Maguire, obviously. Um, Blake Dale. So we're we're all we're all in agreement. We kill Harry Maguire. Cut Harry Maguire. Cut. <laughs> Absolutely. We kill the Batman. I'll change my mind about Ronaldo when he comes and plays for us. It's probably next year. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Go to PSG, mate. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, that is a retirement home. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's the European football ramble now. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Isabel Pacer on Facebook asks, given our great performance on the weekend, what would be your starting 11 going forward? Luke? Give me the same uh, with Hall obviously coming in for Kai. Cool. Again, copying Luke as usual, same. Cool. Going with Ollie coming back in, Niz in there with him, and we have heaps of fresh quality on the bench in that spot. Um, other than that, same. I'm bringing Benny oh, in on yeah. the right. <laughs> Injury. Injury. Oh, sorry. Um, Injury yeah. necessitates Benny that. in for Cy. Yeah. And yep, uh, also, of course, Dan Hall in for um, Kai. Yeah. And you've got to start Orenia up top with uh, with Harry out. Um, best wishes, of course, to Harry McCarthy. I hope he's on the men very soon. Yep. 
Glenn Dwyer, I'd be interested in your thoughts on Cy Goddard. Personally, I think given the huge raps that LaFondra had on him and his Tottenham pedigree, has been rather disappointing. When he was signed, I was very excited to see how he would go, but Glenn thinks he's been a bit lacklustre. I think Glenn's nailed that. Yeah, I, I thought he showed glimpses earlier on when he had a couple of chances. And yeah, like I said, I'll hold my hand up. A couple of weeks ago, I, I wanted to see him in the 11. Well, we've seen that for a couple of games now and probably hasn't done enough to cement his spot, I don't think. I'll give him benefit of the doubt on the potential for the hamstring niggle, mm. but otherwise you may be correct. I'm sort of with Moz. I'm giving him uh, giving him the benefit of the doubt. There's a player in there. There is absolutely so. a player in there. He's yeah. very, very technically gifted. I agree. Um, but maybe he hasn't adapted to the physicality as much as he would have hoped, as much as we would have hoped. Um, I think there's, there's still time for him, though. Should I say great balls? <laughs> uh, Toby Howell, rate the play out from the back that led to Noah or Marco's goal. Noah's goal, of course. Red hot. Mm. <laughs> Marin Alona? Super. Marin yeah. Alona. It's just like watching Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> exactly the same. Johnny Needham. Uh, awesome performance from the lads missing so many key players. Where is Maresh? Injured? Injured. Yeah, it's uh, groin, Injured. I think it was. Yes, it was. Yeah. And that's I thought a very, he'd be back. That's a very pesky injury, isn't it, groin? It yeah. They can keep yeah. coming back, yeah. yeah. Clearly trying hard because at our last home game, I saw him riding a bike in the tunnel before the game and um, thought, you know, must be close. But um, And he was said to be close by the physio, but um, obviously that hasn't healed as well as hoped. Johnny also asks, is this the drought broken and will Urenia gain some confidence? I think so. hope so. Yes. Um, I thought he looked back to what he should be on the weekend. Started with a bit of a bromance between the cum dog and Urania. Yeah. Mm, that sounds like sure. a radio show. Marco and the cum dog. <laughs> Marco and the cum dog. <laughs> In the mornings. <laughs> 96.9. 5 till 9 a.m. Yeah. Um, the afternoon drive. Yeah. Very happy with Marco on the weekend. More of that, please. Um and yeah, I mean, and also just on Cummings, what he's had, he's like eight assists now. Mm, seven, I think. Yeah. Cummings has been here, three on the weekend. Second in the league for assists or something like yeah. that, I think Noah was saying. Yeah. And then also there was a few in there that were, I've, I have seen a stat somewhere about secondary assists, which is which is stupid, but he does have a couple of those as well, where, yeah. he's, where he's been pretty critical in, in the, the lead up. up. So, so he hasn't, I, I don't think he's scored in five or something now like he, like he hasn't scored in a few games but he's having a big impact huge so, yeah. is that like the xg of assists is it? Oh. <laughs> it sounds like it <laughs> you Fucking can only make true. jokes about that I know. Secondary it's assist. stupid surely then us over the other side of the fence had tertiary assists <laughs> <laughs> there's a ground announcer again <laughs> post assist yeah what's next post after tertiary yeah. I've run out of the <laughs> I love a bit of good stat padding yeah. <laughs> help me help me out here <laughs> Uh, Johnny also asks, what are our chances of making finals realistically? Well, like we were saying, like any team in the league that's in sort of that third to ninth, tenth pack can win a couple on the trot and they're suddenly back in the mix. So yeah. it's it's all about stringing wins together and you get straight back up there. That three points on the weekend is huge. We now have to go on. With now, yeah, yeah. now we have to keep them going over and make sure when we play the teams that are around us that we pick up some points. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm going to say that the age of mediocrity isn't over because we can sneak our way into six like mediocre teams do and (laughs) we are getting there. We are showing the right signs despite our bad luck, bad refereeing um, and sometimes late falling over. Well, we haven't lost in four games now. Yeah, we're absolutely going on a run. Yeah, You know what's happening. We're already running. (laughs) 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 We're in a slow yog. (laughs) It's a soft J. Uh, three-quarter pace. Come on, three-quarter pace. Marco's running. Three-quarter pace. We hit three-quarter pace at the weekend, I guess, yeah. Well, Cummings to score this weekend. There we go. Big big time. Put the house on it. Noah Smith with the second. Cummings with the first home goal. Is that it? Mm. Yes. I think he might get two, actually, in the seven goals that we score. Uh, <laughs> Mick Komet, shout out Mick. Will Bruno be able to get out of Dan Hall's pocket in time for the Socceroos game? Oh. Dan was sensational against Berth. And Bruno had no answers. If if Dan Hall's shorts are still in the washing basket, Bruno might be trapped in there. <laughs> yeah. I So, miss a pen, get called up for the Socceroos for the first time, save the pen, still picks Andrew Redmayne. Ties very nicely into Scotty McGee's question, actually. How does Beerus not get a cap? What does the man have to do? And also, I, I heard or read that I think either Gauchi or Glover – has been invited to go over and train with the squad. Yeah. So they're not a part of the official squad, but they're there to obviously get experience. So it means Gauchi's out for Adelaide. I can't remember if it's Gauchi or Glover. I, think I, it was I get Glover. them confused oh, all no. the time. Mm. But even still, and obviously I wouldn't want it to happen because then we probably would miss Spirits for a game. Oh, I'd rather not lose him for yeah. him to be third choice keeper. Yeah, but it's more yeah. it's more the principle of it. It's Yeah. I, I don't get how he picks Redmayne over Bury Giddy and then he also picks Another player to go over there and get the experience. I didn't get it. Back on Fornaroli, maybe he's been picked just because he's been rested because he didn't play on th- Tuesday last week, did he? <laughs> oh, yes, he did. <laughs> yes, but he was certainly rested because he didn't do anything. <laughs> Absolutely absent. So, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. But, no, you can't – how do you do that? I can't understand that. Um, and Beerus, well, yeah, he has to be close and mm. I don't know. And he's breaking all the rules at the moment, isn't he? So yeah, true, <laughs> true. <laughs> Did he get a twenty-five grand fine? Twenty-five thousand yeah. dollars fine. Yeah, seems so. Jesus, twenty-five grand just for walking the dog. Mm. Our World Cup campaign's cooked, isn't mm. it? It's, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Well, that's because we don't have. Imagine beers. if you were going to the game on Thursday, though. <laughs> like, oh, imagine. I, I imagine. Imagine being. There. Imagine being. There. Imagine being there and not being in Mudgy. I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> Even if you were at Mudgy, imagine being there. <laughs> James. <laughs> I, 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 we won't obviously get into it, but I have a pretty strong opinion about the current soccer rules and I'm, I'm just not invested. I can't. Mm. No. I'm finding it hard to actually. I, like, yeah. I went to Brazil mm. to mm-hmm. obviously go to the World Cup and because I wanted to, because I was passionate about watching my country play, I cannot get into the current soccer rules at all. Mm. To be fair, it's so inconsistent. The list of who's out for bizarre reasons all over the shop is long and it's just, I don't know, you can't, yeah, it's hard to get around. Like the A-League has been. Well, you, don't know when, you don't know when the matches are on, but I'll save that rant for another time. Yep, state, of, wants state of the game that. pod. State of the game pod. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Uh, very quickly from Sid Mariner on the ccmfans.net forum. Any info on the April and May fixtures? Not yet. Um, we There were some changes. The changes haven't been finalised. The changes got reversed. Um, so long story short, no update. Reverse card. <laughs> Surprised Sid Mariner didn't... <laughs> Surprised he didn't catch a couple oh. of trains, buses, and where was Sid? Sid? Yeah. Sid? Yeah. Sid, where were you? He wasn't in Mudgee. He wasn't yeah. in Mudgee. Yeah. That's the 
first, first time, time ever. Jeez, oh, that man is everywhere, and he was not in Mudgee. Possibly, Sid. Hope you're right. Possibly, uh, Sid. City, we, city rail problems. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> we love Sid. You don't have the spicy cough, mate, do you? Because that'd be the only reason why he'd miss this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that could be. Yeah. Could be. Oh, never mind the landslides and rail fuck ups and whatever else is going on. Uh, and it's never stopped him before. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised he didn't walk it just quietly. Well, he's possibly still walking. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, uh, maybe that's why he was asking us for an update on the fixtures. He got the weekends mixed up or something. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Maybe. Um, finally, over to Twitter, Chris Hockman. Shout out to Omni. How should I celebrate getting to my first game in three years? Come to the club. We'll sort you out. Get on the beers. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say 14 beers. <laughs> 14? 12. 14. 12. Boise's imposed limit on me. 14. That's 12 two beers. for every goal we're going to score this weekend. <laughs> I'm for it. Yeah. Even if it's Josh's, that's still six. That's a good go. I'll, I'll do it. I'm on it. It's a Saturday night game at home. I'll do it. Good. Yep. Staying away from you. <laughs> get around it. Get down to basic stay and say good day to the boys. Um, just get on the beers. Enjoy and uh, enjoy scoring, seeing us score seven goals. You're really stuck on these bloody seven goals, aren't you? I am. Yeah. I'm riding this thing home, just willing it into the universe. <laughs> That is about it from us here on the Coast Football Ramble podcast. Uh, it is getting late. Something that we didn't it's mention. It's 9 o'clock. Uh, is that uh, Noah Keep Smith, off, after, after his interview, yeah. um, stuck around for another hour and 20 minutes just to chat all things football with Legend. us. Legend. Uh, yeah, absolute cannot bloke. Cannot say enough nice things about Noah Smith. He, yep. He's gone straight to the top of my he list. He decided to come in off his own will and come and, uh, come and have a chat in person. Uh, which we don't get to do often, so that was cool. And then yeah. he just decided to hang around for another hour and a half and we're having a yeah, good we were, old chat about we everything. We so. record the entire podcast with him, but um, by the time we finished chatting think, all things football, uh, it was like eight, yeah, eight, eight o'clock. <laughs> he had to go home and feed Damo. He had to so. cook Damo dinner. <laughs> oh, cop that, Damo. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are the bets on chicken pasta? Chicken pesto pasta, yeah, yeah. we're going to have to have <laughs> the cook-off. Yep, that's it. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. Once again, from us, all of us here at the Coast Football Ramble Podcast, thank you all so much for tuning in and we will see you next week. Love you, see you, bye. And Nico and all the older boys, like I sit next to Nico and he's so funny. He's so, so such a German, if you know what I mean. Like yeah, he's so yeah. blunt, but like one day he was late to training and we're pretty close. So I was just joking with him and like, oh, a bit late, Nico. And he just goes like dead face, like, you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> no, no, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Germans. I'm thinking, holy fuck, man, like rattled, too scared yeah, to go okay. sit next to him. And then like, Build up the cars, go sit next to him, and he's just pissing himself at me. Like, <laughs> just absolutely taking the piss because he just wanted to rattle me, laughing. He's like, I'm sorry. Like, it was just so funny. <laughs> no, just no, apologizing no. and stuff because he's got a great sense of humor, and all the boys are really close.